I've got a feeling for Bruce Boudreaux. I'll explain a little bit of background. I'm from New Brunswick, and Bruce's mother is from uh, New Brunswick. And so Bruce used to come back to New Brunswick in the summer, way, way back when he was a player. He would play ball hockey with us. So every time I would see uh, Bruce, he'd say to me, he said, you're the goalie I scored a hat trick on. <laughs> He'd have some fun with that, and I throw it back. Yeah, but I stopped you on a penalty shot. <laughs> right, of course. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yes, it is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two at hand. And oh, yes, I was just saying to Lee Genia, our COO, now I know why I drank. Our next, not anymore, seven and a half years later, but. Our next guest sliding in very comfortably at 10.59 a.m. Mountain. And <laughs> there he is. Hockey Hall of Famer, the chairman of said Hockey Hall of Fame, Lanny McDonald. The soul of the Calgary Flames, as anybody will tell you. How are you doing, Lanny? I'm doing great. You're always the busiest guy. How's your day? Uh, you know what? It is busy, but it's great to be busy. Uh, and how about those Flames? They're, I know, right? They're good. Uh, Fantasy football trade on the way in. The Vikings, uh, yes. Yes, and I have T.J. Hawkinson in uh, my my pool. So that was a good deal. I would have never bet that you were a big NFL fantasy football guy. Oh, three leagues. What? One, drives How my wife that? crazy. Uh, yeah, she, she has had it with my fantasy football, but... Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't. I know the lights are very bright on uh, Lanny. I don't know, Lee, if you can fix that or not from where you're at, but that's okay. Oh. It is. It's Tuesday. It is a black Tuesday in a lot of ways. We got a firing in the NBA. Steve Nash has been fired as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, the greatest Canadian basketball player ever. He's on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian athletes. Um, the Indianapolis Colts have fired Marcus Brady, a seven-year CFL player, a friend of ours, fired as their offensive coordinator. We're hearing there will be firings with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders today, their entire offensive staff, so we'll see. And uh, 12 games in the NHL tonight, including the Seattle Kraken home, or sorry, at the Calgary Flames. So you're finding this, Lenny, a very busy time of year, sports-wise. Well, it, it really is, and, and it is so exciting. Uh, I did not hear about Steve Nash. Yeah. Uh, that is sad, but... Uh, when you have three superstars uh, like they have there, uh, they kind of get their way with whatever they want to do. And uh, sad for Steve, especially in his first uh, go-around, but he is a great basketball uh, mind, and I'm sure he'll get another chance somewhere else. I hope he does. He is like Martin St. Louis, another Hockey Hall of Famer who said, I don't need this. It's like the line of the year for Marty to say that. He doesn't need to be coach in Montreal. Steve Nash doesn't need to be coach. Yeah. You know, and that's a nice way to live. And right? uh, with Marty, he has done such a great job. He brings such a passion to the game. And you can see how it's rubbed off on uh, his players, especially his young players uh, right now. I, I'm so happy for him. Uh, he's just such a good person. Should have never been uh, dealt away from uh, the Calgary Flames. He wasn't dealt. He got bought out and claimed by Tampa Bay and signed the next day. It was one of those stupid moves. One second, guy. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was a stupid move. So we're just getting the lighting fixed and some sound and so forth. And here we are. 
and everything's great. Craig Smith, our director of scouting, watching. He says, I met Lanny and Brian Trache at Royal University Hospital while I was getting treatment for leukemia. He was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Rich Robertson in Edmonton says, I saw Lanny when I was waiting for treatment at Foothills Hospital years ago. I was wearing an Oilers hoodie, and he flashed me a huge grin. What a beauty. From <laughs> Phyllis in Winnipeg. She says, I love Lanny. I remember that legendary mustache from way back when. I got to say, because every time I see you, you're rushing here, you're rushing there, you're the busiest guy, probably, no, not probably, the most popular guy in Calgary. Where do you have time to stay on top of the National Football League? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's a family thing. Uh, we've got uh, two son-in-laws in the, in the U.S. that uh, love fantasy football. Uh, both my sons are down there as well. And so we're all in different leagues. Uh, uh, I think Barrett, uh, our oldest uh, son, uh, and he was the one that just told me about Hawkinson uh, hmm. being traded. Uh, and uh, he's in four leagues. So Ardell can't complain. I'm only in three. <laughs> right. Can't tell her that. Yeah, and I'm sure you have. Oh, I did. Yeah. Um, so to the Flames and home to Seattle tonight, yep. this homestand, we're getting spoiled. Can they play every game at home? That would be nice. Well, to have, I think, eight of the first nine games at home, uh, you're going to pay a price for that later on. Uh, but maybe that's a good thing. Uh, they get through these next couple of games and then hit the road. And r- really, when you go on the road, it's an opportunity for the team to really come together. It would obviously be a bonus to uh, win these next three in a row, uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Saturday, and then hit the road. So we will see. Uh, uh, I really like the team this year. I think they are. They have more bite. Uh, they are, are grittier. They're bigger, in my opinion, and I know a lot of other people on the alumni feel the same way. They are, are more uh, playoff tested and ready than we were before. And you, you look at the, the uh, Kachuk trade, uh, having four teams kind of uh, uh, vie for his uh, uh, services really did us a favor. I don't think he was trying to do us a favor when he announced, okay, I'm leaving. And to be able to end up with uh, Uyghur, the first-round draft choice, uh, Schwinn and Hubido, uh, like that was that was a absolute windfall for the Calgary Flames and and then to sign Kadri with the money that you were going to use on uh, Goudreau that we are looking pretty damn uh, good and good for Brad Trey living uh, and his staff they did a phenomenal job well it's funny Peter Mars sat in that chair yesterday and he said what a summer well in Peter's boy what a summer here <laughs> wasn't it wild <laughs> With, will they come? Will they not? Then they left. And then within a couple of days later, they there's a big change, Lanny. That's why I think this early start and a good start, these guys are still just kind of coming together. There's a lot of new faces there. Well, you're absolutely right. And where they really need to improve is five on five. You've got the power play working. You've got the penalty killing doing great. Uh, five on five. And if you look at the team last year, especially that first line with Goudreau, uh, Kachuk, uh, and Lindholm, uh, they set all kinds of records as the highest plus minus line in the league last year. And 
that takes that takes its time. And you look right now, uh, uh, Huberdeau is still trying to kind of find his way. Uyghur is playing a different game than he played in Florida, a more uh, controlled uh, uh, game, but not being afraid to still jump into the play. I, I really like the team. Caudry is Caudry. He he plays with an edge, but I think he's learned to refine his edge more than he did before. I don't know if you want to answer this or not. I'm going to ask you anyways. I spend probably too much time in America watching American television where they talk about firings right in the NFL, baseball. Up here, people get uptight if you talk about who should be fired or whose job's on the line, right? But with Sheldon Keefe and the Leafs, because we could talk about the Flames all day, but we are national and yep. we're on the air in the States too. <clears throat> I'm hearing this pressure on Sheldon Keefe, and for obvious reasons. I mean, you played there, and shoot, Tim Hunter was here on Friday. He talked about coaching the Leafs when he was there and how hard it is in that market. Do you think it's changed from when your day there? Oh, it's changed uh, maybe not what you'd call for the better. There is more pressure than ever. And when you see what uh, the Blue Jays are doing, uh, they make it to the uh, to the postseason. Uh, the Raptors—they've uh, been on a great run for a few years now. So that pressure is like huge on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and to spend the amount of money they have on the big three in Tavares, uh, uh, Matthews, and Marner, uh, and Nylander—I should say four. Now you need to find a way to complement those last six guys in your lineup. And that has not worked uh, very well. Uh, And then all that does is put more pressure on Sheldon Keith. And you can see after that last road trip, which was a disaster, when you go to California and you play... Uh, San Jose, Anaheim, who are in last and second last place in this division, and you play L.A., and you really come away, I think, with two ties uh, out of it. Uh, That's just not acceptable. I don't care if you're on the road or not. And that, all of a sudden, the pressure just keeps mounting. Uh, And I I feel... badly for them. Uh, you look at the amount of coaches they've gone through in the last while. Uh, uh, sooner or later, uh, they've, they've got to find a formula within that dressing room where players want to be there. Uh, and I, I guess I come back to uh, the Flames. You had two players didn't want to be here. Uh, you bring in three guys. They're all signed to uh, long-term contracts. They love what's going Are on here. Are you including Caudry in that? I am. Yeah. Uh, so Caudry, Uyghur, and Huberto. yeah. And you know what? Uh, none of them had, uh, well, Caudry did, but the other two uh, only had a year left on their contracts. And to get them signed long-term, uh, what a statement that makes to your season ticket holders, and especially in the dressing room. Absolutely. And so, so Peter Marr, there's, there's something to be said for wisdom and age, and we all respect Peter Marr. And he said... Loves yes. that guy. Oh, yeah, of course. And he, he loves you. We all love Lanny. But he said this segment right here from game 15 to 30 is the keyest part of your schedule because that's when you find out really what you have. 
those first 15 games, you're still figuring out what you have. So from a Leafs perspective, is there any chance of saying it's too early? Or are they in a... Because they are 500, Lanny, but Lanny, yeah. that's, 500's not going to get in the playoffs. Well, 500 ties them, uh, doesn't it, with Detroit and... I forget who the other team in is. In their division? Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa and Detroit. Yeah. Uh, that's not acceptable for the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially with that lineup. Right. So, where do they go from here? I mean, I wonder how long we wait. We have Toronto viewers writing in saying, do we see a firing with the Leafs before the end of November? I don't know who could coach there. I've known Mike Babcock well since 1995. I thought he would be so, the only guy that yep. could go in there and handle it, and he couldn't even do that. Well, I'm not sure. First of all, uh, I think Sheldon has done a pretty damn good yeah. job uh, under the circumstances, uh, but that pressure, as we talked about before, is ridiculous. And can he actually survive and get the team playing like consistently hard all the time? It's one thing to have, like, a few bursts here and there. Uh, but when you're not firing on all cylinders, and especially your stars are not, and, yeah, it, he called out his stars earlier in the year, and then it looked like maybe someone might have put some pressure on him and he backtracked a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't like that. If you're going to go that route... You've, you've got to work with your stars and make sure that they are your best players. Craig Smith, our director of scouting, writes in, and he's a football guy. He said, I loved Lanny's goal with the Leafs to knock out the Islanders. Pop the cork on sparkling wine that night. What do you remember about that goal? These folks got great memories, huh? You probably realize that every day with hockey fans. Oh, you know what? Hockey fans are the absolute best, and... Uh, can you imagine that was back in 78 uh, uh, and holy smokes, start to add up the years. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell whoever that is, type back and say very much appreciate it. Uh, that was such a great game. Roger Nielsen had us so well prepared. No one gave us a chance to win one game, let alone four games in that series. And he said, we are going to be as physical or if not more physical than the New York Islanders. And we, we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, hit for hit. Uh, we went right after their uh, stars. We lost Borea Salming in the middle of that series. He was uh, injured. Ian Turnbull played lights out. And then to have an opportunity, and Mike Palmatier made two saves I believe it was both in the third period uh, of that uh, game to keep us in it, to get us to overtime. And then Ian Turnbull threw the puck up uh, through the middle and I was breaking through the, the middle of the ice. And there was three guys, Dave, Dave Lewis, uh, Clark Gillies, and I'm trying to think who the other defenseman was. It might have been Potvin. And all three guys that looked like felt like the other guy was going to get me and I get probably 25 feet out take the shot just over Chico's uh, Chico Russia's uh, glove and it goes in and I go around the net and thinking 
well, I think it's over, but maybe I better double check. And I think it was Patty Boutet was the first guy over the boards. I'm not sure how he got over the boards first because he was the shortest. And the boys pile over the bench and we know it's over and it's like, yeah, baby, we could have flown that plane home. We didn't even need petrol. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Ted in Red Deer says, find me a better hockey ambassador than Lanny. And before you answer, you're wrong. Always great to hear from <laughs> Lanny. Uh, as I've heard, and we've been here 20 weeks, and not like I needed to be told, Lanny McDonald is the soul of the Calgary Flames. What a wonderful tribute that is from that is, your friends. That yeah, is and so fans. nice. And that was, I think, from the Flames. When we come back, more of your questions. There's a lot of questions have come in from Lanny. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and on the radio, your southern home of sports and talk in Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, you're having a look. Sun coming up out here in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. We are at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination and Hockey Hall of Famer and the chairman of the Hockey Hall of Fame, Lanny McDonald, is with us here at the Stage Bar, your number one source for live sports on the big screens here. Man, did they have a big crowd for the uh, Monday Night Football here last night. Twelve games in the NHL tonight, including the Flames home to the Seattle Kraken. Game three of the World Series goes tonight. Houston at Philadelphia. And five games in the WHL, but God's team, the Regina Pats, are off. See what I did there? God's team, the Regina Pats, Lanny. Like, where do you get off? You're in Calgary, and now you're talking about Regina? Never ends. Regina Pats, which reminds me, you must have been out to the new co-op center in Medicine Hat. Yeah, uh, pretty darn cool. Uh, After all of those years uh, down at, was it... Civic Center, I can't the even... The old Smarty Arena in Medicine Hat? Yeah. Smarty Box? Oh, That's... my God. Uh, how about that when you sat uh, uh, two to a seat? Uh, Love seats. And, yeah. And if you were in the wrong uh, kind of uh, uh, section, well, you ended up sitting with someone else's wife, and you were... Uh, got to know your wife new was, friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to know everyone. It was hilarious. It was a great barn. Oh, what about the, the Dirty Dozen, those 12 guys from the bike gang that would sit and razz the opposition? Our guys yeah. didn't like that too much going in there. Yeah, I missed that old place. And how about Bob Ridley? Uh, Rids! Oh, he was unbelievable. Always has been. Drove the bus. Uh, uh, did play-by-play. Biggest fan you could possibly imagine. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you want to talk about Hall of Famers. Riddles. The the dean of WHL broadcasters right there. Yep. Um, Kevin in Airdrie, Alberta, wants to know if you would ever consider taking a coaching position. Are you kidding? Like, (laughs) I love my first wife, and I'm sure I'd be working on my second or third if I went into coaching. Coaching is ridiculous 24 7 and it there is no breaks anymore it's all year long and i love the fact that uh we have a a coach like daryl sutter uh that's a special breed uh these days and i'm absolutely uh 
the happiest guy being an ambassador not only to the club, to hockey, to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I love what I do, and I wouldn't change. Yeah, good. well, you are in the, the perfect role, and it's the coaches want to coach. I don't. You don't. Let them do it. Absolutely. You know, they, they love it. And they're good at it. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But nobody really has been able to explain yet how the Flames lost to the Orders in five games last year. And i got to ask you, I assume you were at the Battle yep. of Alberta Saturday night? Absolutely. How do you shut down Connor McDavid? Because nobody's figured that out yet. Well, you look at him right now. Uh, didn't he get three points in that game? Yeah. So he's got nine goals, I think nine assists uh, in, I think, uh, it might be nine games, which is absolutely incredible. The guy, I can watch a game and, like, show no emotion, just sit there, just love the game. When Connor McDavid grabs the puck, you feel yourself moving forward in the seat because you know something's going to happen. And again, uh, on Saturday night, uh, he just finds a way. He, he has matured so much in the last couple of years and what he did last year in the playoffs uh, and you look at uh, our lineup last year uh, they were playing at a different pace than we were in the playoffs last year uh, and quite frankly we might have been a little slow afoot and that's why I love the team we've got right now uh, talk about playoff ready but talk about uh, Skating-wise, uh, you look at the second line with Dubé, Manjapani, uh, and Kadri, and Kadri's playing uh, unbelievable. So you've got six great forwards uh, up front, and Toffoli's off to a, a great start. And you're five and two, and you haven't really even touched the tip of the iceberg uh, with uh, Lindholm and Huberdo. I really like Blake Coleman, too. Somebody asked me who's my oh. favorite flame. I said, I think number 20, Blake Coleman. This, this guy, he could be a top six yeah. uh, player, but he plays so well with Backland uh, that how, how do you break those uh, two up? And when you look at the penalty killing uh, and what they are doing is so good. So, you know what? you got to leave them there, and you hope, uh, I think uh, both Dubé and Mangiapane have four points each, but everyone's struggling on the plus-minus. They're right kind of uh, uh, right on the edge there, minus one, uh, even, plus one. I think the highest plus guy, and this guy is, like, I love this guy, Michael Stone, yeah, uh, he signs a contract on the last day, uh, steps in the lineup, and I think he's plus three. He's got five points. He's playing lights out, and I couldn't be prouder of him. Absolutely. And I see over the summer you learned how to say Mangiapani. Oh, I, so congratulations. I just say Manny frickin' Pajani. That's, that's... You say it fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mangiapani. Yeah, you got it. Last oh, year yeah. you were calling him Andrew. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was way better. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, I, you know, they haven't, again, found a way to slow down McDavid. And Peter Mars said here yesterday, in the 80s, they'd have broken his ankle, or tried. Um, and I was watching Boys on the Bus in Florida with my girl Serena and I, there was the Battle of the Alberta in the 80s where Marty McSorley came after you. I jumped off the couch just a couple months ago and yelled at the TV, you leave Lanny alone! 
Oh, I, what do you remember about that? Oh, I loved it. What in an fact, animal. In fact, uh, if you watch the entire thing, because they separated us twice. Of course. And I went right back after them. Like, I'm not taking any crap Good from for Marty. You. And because uh, by not taking any crap, you send a great message not only to their bench, but to your own bench. Like... We're in this, we're in this together, regardless of whether you may be the top scorer or the grinder or the best defensive defenseman. Like, you know, buckle up, boys. Here we go. Absolutely. If you want to need to turn the lights up, you go ahead. You come on. This is the staff from Grey Eagle. It's not every day you get a Hockey Hall of Famer on. Well, for us, we have Peter Marr, then Lanny. Maybe a football Hall of Famer tomorrow. But you do whatever you got to do. And, and Lee, you do whatever you got to do with the lights, too. But um, I'll say it again. They get so wound up about hockey. Can, does anybody listen, Lanny, when you say it's early? You kind of said that about the Leafs here. You're like, Sheldon, Keith's done a good job. Yeah. It, it, yes, it is early, regardless of where you are. I can't imagine them uh, firing uh, Sheldon Keith uh, at this time. Uh because they've had some changes in their lineup as well, especially in goal. And when you have a new goalie, like it takes a while for for the defenseman to know what that goalie wants you to do uh, all the time. And even for the goalie to understand, okay, where the defense or the forward's going to be. So it takes a little bit of time. Um, now, here at the Flames... I love where we're at right now. We've got so much room to improve, and they're playing great. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, I couldn't be happier. Tony in Estevan. Love says, Estevan. Oh, that's a great town, huh? Oh, really great town. You spoke Est- down there. No, I, you went for work, right? I, Baker Hughes. I, I did, but I also spoke down there. Estevan and Weyburn, uh, there are so many good people down there. I love that. I tried to make sure they weren't cheering for Winnipeg. They were cheering for Calgary. Uh, but there's a few rotten guys that are cheering for the Oilers down there, too. Well, you got to be out as you shining your light and talking flames. And it's funny you say that, because I was just in Estevan a couple of weeks ago with Stu Grimson, and they brought up how you and my dear friend Dan Rashevich used to roll through there <laughs> working with Baker Hughes. Oh, we had way too much fun. Ryder Hall of Famer. Yeah. What were those trips like? Well, they they were so much fun, and Dan, uh, he knows everybody. Uh, he's like Colin Patterson. Like, they're a walking encyclopedia for people's names and their kids and uh, uh, their, their married life, you name it. They know. Those yeah. guys know. So it's so much fun to go anywhere with Colin or with uh, Dan uh, because they... they they have such a great way with people, uh, and they invite uh, all those people and fans into their world, yep. and it's so cool. Raz, I think, from what I understand, the only man to ever fight a horse at the Calgary Stampede. Oh. And lost. How about that? He lost? <laughs> I think Oh, I can't wait to talk to him. Um, Tony. Anyways, Tony says, Spicy. did you ever fight Billy Smith? Is there a story I, there? I did. You can go on uh, on YouTube and find that baby. And and 
Billy had a way when you went to try the wraparound, and Billy would slide all the way across the the net from left to right and tomahawk you with his uh, goal stick, which is exactly what he did. He made the save, but like I had had enough, dropped the gloves, and Davy Lewis was right there, and he said, Billy, I got him. And Billy said, no, he's mine. And so... We drop the gloves, go at it. Bobby Nystrom's trying to knock my feet out from under me as I'm fighting Billy. And Billy takes his mask off, which was, yes, this is the best day ever. And he sees the punch coming, and I hit him right flush on the forehead as he ducked. And after the game, I'm soaking my hand in ice, and the reporter said, oh, you... you that's not bad. Uh, he said, you should go see Billy Smith. He's got an ice pack on his forehead. So it, it was a great fight. Uh, you can look it up. I love this story here. And I'm going to tell you some. Last winter was a tough one, specifically for the Islanders, but just the NHL in general in the Hall of Fame. Clark Gillies and then Mike Bossy. And it just yeah. it jarred in my mind, Mike Bossy. People think, because he's... He was so somewhat quiet, you know, but when he got in his element, he was so funny. And he was telling a story about showering with Billy Smith, and they were yelling, trash-talking him in the shower, and Billy turned around and his toupee fell over his eyes, <laughs> and Boss said, you know that story? Boss, another Hall of Famer, another member of the 500 Gold Club like yourself. I bet you you took that hard with both those guys. Great well, guys. It, to lose Guy Lafleur, uh, Yeah, and another, yes. Guy Lafleur, Clark Gillies, and... Uh, Mike Bossy in such a short time. Uh, all, all Hall of Famers, all great guys, uh, loved being with the people. Uh, Mike was a little quieter than the other two. Clark Gillies could entertain a crowd like you would not believe. I had four fights with uh, Clark, uh, never won one of them. Uh, well, actually, the one I did kind of win was because he had the haymaker cocked and I hit him with probably 41 inch punches just so he couldn't see and it was still cocked at the end and I'm yelling at the refs to get in there get in there we got to the penalty box and Clark and I are laughing at each other uh, and we did so many charity events uh, after our playing days were over and loved uh, hanging out with the guy didn't like it when he went in the corner with me because uh, you're probably going to come out with an elbow or a slash or drop the gloves and, oh, God, here we go. They call him Jeff Throw for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Big man. Yeah, and missed. Just, just a teddy bear. Well, i got to write these down. So the next time we do a banquet together, I'll bring that up. I know to ask about your first game, and I know the drinking contest <laughs> with the Rockies, but I didn't know about the Clark Gillies story, so... Uh, Lanny, hey, we've reached the end of our time. Flames home to Seattle tonight. What will be your schedule uh, in advance of the game today? Uh, you know what? Uh, just go hang out. Uh, they they do uh, top shelf uh, events where they have uh, different clients. And lots of times I'll go in and, and speak to those top uh, clients, have a little bit of fun with them, do a little question and answer. Uh, who's hot, who's not uh, going into the game? Michael Stone is right up there. Caudry's right up there. Uh, tonight, I have a, a day off, so I'm a fan tonight. How awesome. good is that? Yeah, well, you fit us in, so I really appreciate it. I know the Gray Eagle does too, and our viewers. Thanks again, Lanny.
Always a pleasure. You take care. Hall of Famer Lanny McDonald. When we come back, a sports update. Will uh, Lee Genier will join us and we'll answer your questions. We are live on Game Plus Television across all ten provinces and thirty-one states. YouTube live and on the radio. WQEE ninety-nine point one FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com/slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Well, what a day, what a day to be live. This is why we do sports talk, I'm going to tell you. Well, we do it because we love it, but during the day, there's nobody else talking about what we're talking about. And we bring in our COO, Lee Genier here. Lee, looking great in the bunny hug. How are you, man? I am fantastic. I might add, lighting expert as well. You got to do it all. Yeah, you got to do it all. You got to do it all in in, uh, this world. So we got more breaking news. Let me just recap. Marcus Brady fired his offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. That's so old news. That happened first thing this morning. Two, Steve Nash fired as the head coach of the NBA's Brooklyn Nets, the greatest Canadian basketball player of all time, two-time MVP of the NBA. Chase Claypool just traded on this NFL trade deadline day. Chase Claypool of, you pointed out, Abbotsford. I thought it was Coquitlam. Well, Abbotsford. Okay. You know the area better than me. Let's say Vancouver, British Columbia. He of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chase Claypool, traded to the Chicago Bears on this NFL trade line, uh, trade deadline day for a second-round pick. Chase, I don't know what's going on with him. It's not sophomore slump. No, I mean, he's, he's had, you know, I thought he played pretty well the other night. He had some big catches. Did he? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, you, you know what? His uh, Chicago needs a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a Boost. kick in the butt. So, um, you know what? He's moving a player. Like I say, he is a great player, and he's a game changer too. So, I'm just looking at his stats here. Notre Dame star, of course. And when I say it's not a sophomore slump, it's because he's not a sophomore. But this year, he's been in seven games, seven catches. Sorry. Seven starts, 28 catches, 266 yards, and a touchdown. And he threw one on the weekend, right? And he threw one. He's the first Canadian since 2003 to do so. So, But all I'm saying is when you talk about trades, why do they happen, why do they not? They're not always football trades. They're not always hockey trades. But he went for a second-round pick. That's, That's pretty significant. That is pretty significant. Yeah. Chicago's giving up a lot to get what they feel is a great player. So all those Claypool jerseys, of which I have one, are useless now. We've got to get a Bears jersey. The what, Bears. What did you think of their orange jerseys against the Cowboys the other day? They were interesting. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the orange, but... I'm actually not either. Unless that's your team. Like, I like the BC Lions orange. I like the Bengals and Browns orange. Yeah. But I don't know why the Bears got to fart around with that. Yeah. Anyways, and then out of as we move into our hour two sports update, news from the Canadian Football League. Another year, another West Division outstanding player nomination for Zach Caleros. The Winnipeg quarterback secured the Western nomination today for a second straight year. Caleros captured the CFL's most outstanding player award last season, then capped the year by leading the Bombers to a second straight Grey Cup. Montreal receiver Eugene Lewis was named the East Division most outstanding player moving along through the 
The CFL's top defensive player award are between Ottawa's Lorenzo Molden IV and Calgary's Sean Lemon. How about that? Congrats, Lemonator. I wish we could get him down here, but they're getting ready for a playoff game Friday night. BC quarterback Nathan Rourke is up for top Canadian, of course, representing the West Division. Toronto Argonauts receiver Curly Gittens Jr. is representing the East. I thought he was American. How about that? Uh, The top lineman of the year finalists, Winnipeg's Stanley Bryant, Hamilton's Brandon Revenberg. Rookie of the year finalists are Winnipeg's Dalton Schoen and Montreal's Tyson Philpott, formerly of the Calgary Dinos. Special teams player of the year are returners Mario Alford of Saskatchewan and Montreal's Chandler Worthy. And who do you think are up for coach of the year? I'm going to... Mike O'Shea? Yep. And? Um, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Ryan Dinwiddie. Ryan Dunlike Dinwiddie. Yes, that's right correct. On. Mike O'Shea and Ryan Dinwiddie are finalists Bingo. for Coach of the Year. And uh, Osh, if I'm not mistaken, won it last year. I thought and could have made a re- uh, case for why Dinwiddie should have won it last year. But back-to-back... Division first place finishes for Ryan Dinwiddie. And I'll say it again. People laughed at the Argos and Dinwiddie when they hired him, saying he was too young and didn't know what he was doing. How about that? Calgary East, really. So Yeah, it is. And so, by the way, this sports update is for Ballers Rec Room. Join us for our Canadian Football Championship party at Ballers Rec Room on Friday, November the 18th. Tickets on sale now at Ballers. Stock bin and pick yours up. 8 till 10 on that Friday night of Grey Cup week. The Grey Cup trophy will be there. Also for the tap, Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. How about that? Yeah, buddy. Okay, so I'll tell you again. Lee comes in here and does the lighting. It just looks great. Maybe you and Lanny are just great models. There you go. You we'll know go with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to spend a minute on this for a second, on Black Tuesday, and can I stop for a second? Text messages come in. I'm not going to tell you from who. Sask offensive staff to all be let go. That's the second person to tell me that today. But there's been no announcement from the team. So two, one positive thing we'll talk about, and then the negative, and that is the lack of a Grey Cup halftime announcement yet. But on the positive side... Did you think that Nathan Rourke should be given much consideration for West Division Most Outstanding Player, given what he did for the Lions this year and the CFL overall? Yeah, and I think we spoke about it before, and I, I, I definitely think he, he had put up those. You have to look at the numbers he put up through nine games. Um, you know, I know the, the performance the other night was, I'm going to say a little bit lackluster, but uh, I definitely think he there was some merit there, but... You know, I think they're always going to go with someone that plays a full season or a lot of games. I mean, it's great that he's he's up for out, most outstanding Canadian, which is great because he's going to get some recognition there. But, hey, I uh, I don't get to vote. So. Well, you know, no, nor do I. We should look into that. But I look at it this way. And I know I always look at things from a different perspective as everybody else. What up? You getting a photo? You're good. Come on in. That's why I think everybody gets mad at me all the time. But it's like he didn't play enough to be called the West Division outstanding player. 
but he did play enough to be named the top Canadian for the West Division. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah, very true. I think the you know it's a bit. I'm not going to say a consolation prize. Um, you know, because they is. don't. Yeah, it really is, and uh, I think they try to understand what that's going to look like next year. Whether he is healthy enough, able to go to the NFL, try you know test out some waters down there. So we'll see. I think there's a lot to be written on that story. So it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. I mean, there's a ton of tickets being sold for the game um, this weekend. The Upper Bowl is being sold. So, I mean, I, that's really good to see, and that's really, I'm going to say, predicated on, on him. That is the most important thing, is this, Friday, or this Sunday's playoff game in Vancouver, and I'm going to be enjoying it at Kevin the Medium's house. I'm very excited about that. But lastly, in this segment, before we break and come back and talk about whatever you folks would like to talk about, where we've got a 12-game NHL slate tonight, Game 3 of the World Series, two college football games tonight, five dub games, 19 days away from the Grey Cup Halftime Act. Sorry, 19 days away from the Grey Cup game, and we don't have the Halftime Act booked yet. I know in Calgary here, when you were with the Stamps, I was told, 2009... You guys had the act secured July that summer and announced in August. Yeah. So this is a anomaly here. It, it really is. So, I mean, again, there is not a lot of hype around Grey Cup in Saskatchewan right now. I think it'll come down to that last week after uh, the finals weekend. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Overtime coming up next. Viewer takeover with whatever you'd like to talk about. So get on it. And the text line's open. 902-518-3033. We have some messages, some real good ones there. It is the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, we're live back here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino for one final segment. It's called Overtime. And oh boy, what our COO Lee Genier is with us. I had to put my coat on because it's getting kind of cold. And Lee tells me that the forecast, what are you reading? The Farmer's <laughs> Almanac is saying that it's going to be cold, colder than normal winter. It's going to supposed to be a colder than normal winter. So it's going down to like minus 20 out here at nights. Well, then I know we were, where I'm going to be. We were spoiled for a lot of times. So. Uh, yeah. So way, way back at the start, and I should say this last segment's for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. They're all watching there right now on Sastal Max Television. You're home for the UFC and the National Hockey League and NFL. Well, Alex Ovechkin, way back at the start of the show, here's the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Will Alex Ovechkin score 114 more goals to tie the great one? Well, how about this? 52% say no. 48% say yes. And, Lee, I never asked your answer to this. Uh, here, uh, He needs 114 goals to tie him. He's 37. I, initially, I said he wouldn't. And then I thought, yeah, he's got years to do it. And then we asked Kevin the medium, and he said, no, the hockey gods are saying he's not going to do it. So how are you going to vote? 
Well, you know what? He's you know he could have another four or five good years in him. You know he's got to put up twenty some goals a year to do that. It's possible. That could be a very you know I mean that could be a goal to chase. It's chasing the great one. Your it's not an option. It could happen. The, the the poll is yes or no. You need to go out on a limb. You're not afraid to do that. Let's I go. changed my vote, though. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Let's do it. I said no, then I said yes, and I'm going back and saying no. And it shows you why the results are, by the way, 52% say no on Twitter. Uh, as Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, So, Rod, it's almost time to return to Florida. Ding, ding, ding. Nobody's won, Bob. That's, you don't, you don't like the cold, do you? You do? Sometimes. It's funny because a very close friend of mine is Greg Zahn, who's from Los Angeles. And he's an honorary Canadian. I think he's got the paperwork. He's up here. He loves to ski, do all these winter things. He taught himself to skate. And I said, you are and I are polar opposites, man. I hate the cold. I can't you have to it. really embrace it. You have to ski. I love to ski. Skiing is work, dude. It's work. Oh, it's beauty. I love it. I know that it's great to ski all day and then sit in a hot tub in the chalet. I've done it. You come down to South Florida where you've never been, and you'll realize how great it is. Which wow. reminds me, there are two college football games tonight, Ball State at Kent State and Buffalo at Ohio. That's Nathan Rourke's old school, and his little brother's right there. there. Yeah, his little brother's playing. So his little brother's playing tonight for the Ohio Bobcats. When I get back there, we're going to be in the thick of bowl season, NFL playoffs, which I'm going to just read a couple comments from the viewers here from Andrew Stout. He says, bonjour, Rod. I ordered my RP show hoodie over the weekend. Thanks to Jeff, the Stams fan, for being a willing combatant. It was nice to win that bet. I hope to receive it this week. Tell me, please, what the bet was, Andrew. I'd love to know. And I, I'm glad that the, the prize was what you're wearing, Lee. How nice is that? Is it autographed? Yeah. From Rich in Edmonton, he says, how do you not have a halftime show booked yet? Bush League. John Massey in Edmonton's watching, and he says, it is booked. They just haven't announced it yet. For some reason, they think it needs to be a big secret. I've never seen anything like it. There has never been anything like it. That's why you've never seen anything like it. Wow. <laughs> We're just sitting wow. here with nothing to, to be able to say about it. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of words to, around it, to be quite honest. Well, I want to talk CFL more. I'd love to work with the CFL more. They just don't seem that interested in it. And I do remember sitting at the CFL Winter Congress when I was invited to sit in. And by the way, all those staves are gone. They're all gone. Oh, yeah. But the people that invited me to sit in, I was sitting there listening to the commissioner. I'm not going to say which one because they had six in my time in the league. You'd never guess. But they said, no, no, no. In the six months of the offseason, we want to just go away and go dark. And by the way, I was the only media person in the room. The rest was all PR people. And they're all sitting there. And I'm going. Didn't we? You want to do What? What? And now, look what you have. They want the halftime show to be a secret. The league's becoming a secret. 
when I have viewers going, I don't know who these players are that you're talking about and these coaches, that's a problem. It really is. It makes me nauseous. I'd like to talk about it more, but when I talk about it, I'm a pain in the butt. So I'm like, you know what? We'll talk about the National Hockey League and for that matter, the National Football League where they are opening their doors to us or Atlanta, Georgia, you know? Um, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, I actually enjoy the seasons. My mom said the same thing, Chris, and you know what I said? You can have them. I thought if I never see another snowflake for the rest of my life, last minute of play in the RP show, it'll be too soon. And then I get stuck in a blizzard and hit the ditch. Uh, Kevin the Medium says, BC Lions just announced... Lead singer from the Bare Naked Ladies will be the halftime show at the Western semifinal. Wow. Do you think maybe they don't have it booked? No, they have to have it booked. They have to. There's a whole production that has to happen. You've been through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What possible reason could they have for not announcing it? You know, it is a complete mystery. It is a complete mystery because I've been part of so many, you know, halftimes and bringing in bands and. And do you want to promote the hell out of it? Ryan in New York says, have a great day, everyone. Enjoy whichever sport you watch tonight. For us, it's the Flames and the Kraken. One of 12 NHL games. We'll be back here tomorrow to enjoy it. Nice work, Clark, Jordan, the whole crew. Thanks, Lanny, John, and Lee. See you tomorrow. Hot. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Hot take. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Right on. Let's go. Awesome. That's hot. So hot.